When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. And today, we're talking a lot. Brian Flores possibly heading out west. Is it a good move? Cam Sutton has to return to the Pittsburgh Steelers, true or false. And a former Steelers executive slash NFL GM just loves digging a hole in Pittsburgh, his hometown, actually, but we'll get to that later in the show. It's a snowy one here. I went for a run this morning, and uh, I'll put the pictures in the final episode, but uh, it uh, it was cold. It was very cold. It wasn't. The craziest part is it wasn't snowing when I left. Or like It was like just barely snowing, mm-hmm. and... By the time I got home, which was like 40 minutes later, it the roads were covered. I was like barely moving because I was sliding all over the place. I was covered in snow. It was a good time. So uh, yeah. how I feel, my friend? This has got to be good for you and your sore throat. Yeah, no, I feel much better than I did on uh, on Monday. Um, you're a brave dude. If it starts snowing or raining or precipitating of any kind while I'm out for a run, <laughs> I am turning around and I am going home. I, that is no, that is that is not for me. Um, I run on dry surfaces treadmills or just don't run at all so i i credit to you for doing that i look at i i agree with you i wasn't it, it wasn't bad enough where i thought i had to worry about it when i left like i looked at it like oh i'll get a little bit of a snowfall and then by the time i got back it was so bad i was just like wow this is this is nuts like i was saying, saying before the show like my my body was warm because like i had so much blood flowing but my throat was freezing cold and i was like this cannot be healthy like i don't know <laughs> what i'm doing here but yeah I know my body's like, bro, this is not supposed to be how this is. But, you know, it is what it is. We need a good snow day. Um, every school in the area, except for my fiance's, was closed today. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, yeah, you know, what usually I mean? how it goes. Yeah. I remember being that kid that was just sitting home, like watching it, and you'd see every school. And then it, you'd, it'd be like two away from yours. And you're like, all right. And then it go right past you. And you're like, all right. I hate oh, so maybe they shoved it to the end. Maybe that's yeah. it. Yeah, oh, maybe. yeah. You'd watch the whole thing and then you'd watch it again, just being like, well, maybe they'll add it this time. You'd be yeah. like, no, no, they didn't add it. Yeah, that was the worst. All right. Let's talk uh, some Pittsburgh Steelers football. Brian Flores is currently the favorite to land the Arizona Cardinals job. He's got like plus 135 odds or something. It's like always weird. You, you always get those emails and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, Brian Flores has 27 to 20 odds to be named the Arizona Cardinals head coach. And you're like, I don't. I don't know, I don't that, know means. what that means. Yeah, is that good? Like the next one's five to one. That one looks pretty all right. Yeah. 
but 27 to 20 is apparently better. So plus 135 odds to be to land the Arizona Cardinals coaching job. He interviewed there in 2018. According to Albert Breer, he impressed when he did interview there. He's got a connection with the Cardinals GM. They both came up through the uh, New England Patriots front office together, their scouting department. Is a good move. If you're Brian Flores, you look into, you're obviously looking to go anywhere, but are you going to take on Kyler Murray and maybe an upset DeAndre Hopkins and a, a questionable defense, I guess, and looking to build there? Do you think it's a good move for, for a coach like that? Well, yeah, I think the reality is that no matter where Brian Flores goes, he's not going to go coach the Bengals or the Bills or the Eagles. You True. know, he's he's going to a place that is going to take some work. He's going to a fixer-upper. Um, and so it, among those fixer-uppers, the Cardinals seem like one of the best best situations for that. Like, yeah. yeah, there's some disgruntled guys on the offense, but there's a lot of talent on that defense. There's a lot of talent on that offense, too. It's It's not completely devoid of anything to build on, so – yeah, as far as rebuilding efforts go, this this doesn't seem like the worst one out there. Like, I don't know. I'd rather go there than the Colts or something like that, you know? I, yeah, true. Is it like, is it the top though? Like, is you look at the situation. I think Kyler Murray is the biggest question mark. But if you're a coach, you got to feel good. Like, I'd rather go have Kyler Murray than David Davis Mills. You know, like if those are my options, you're feeling way better about that situation. But is it the best? You think it's the best coaching job available right now? Yeah, I'm trying to think of because I the Falcons. Carolina. The Falcons one is okay. It's yeah. Carol- oh, it's Carolina okay. was the Falcons one filled? No, uh, that was only a DC job though. Yeah, it was only I a think. DC job. So it was. It's the Panthers, the Texans, the Broncos, and the Colts, I believe, in Arizona. Yeah, I mean the Panthers maybe, but yeah, I, even then, I'd rather. I I think the car. I think I'd defer to the Cardinals. I think there's just more talent there and. You do play in a, uh, do you play in a harder division? NFC West versus, uh, no, you you definitely do play just because of how bad the NFC South yeah, is. But right. like, you could win eight games and you you did only have to win eight games and make it to the right. playoffs. And if you're the Panthers, but still, yeah. like I think that the upside there, like what's what was the pan, what's the Panthers' future? Like you have a mid round pick this year, you definitely have a question mark at quarterback. There's no way you're giving it to Sam Darnold again in 2023. Right. So you got to figure that out. Yeah, you had success at running back, but like, is it long-term success at running back or was it just a good half a year for a running back? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that defense. Definitely a lot of question marks. Whereas in Arizona, what is Arizona's got to have at least a top 10 pick. They got to be feeling pretty good. They got Kyler Murray already locked up. You don't got to worry about a contract there. You, You could get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, which I think is a very valuable piece to trade. You're going to get something good for him. I mean, you know, your biggest loss is you're losing J.J. Watt, which is huge, but, like, you know, it could be yeah, one like, there. Right, and J.J. Watt at the end of his career versus, you know, J.J. Yeah. Watt wasn't the same guy as he was at the beginning of his career. Yeah, exactly. It's mean, not a slight against him. That's just that's just age. Um, yeah, you're not losing T.J. Watt, you know, like in 28 right. years old. You're losing right. 33-year-old J.J. Watt. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely think the Cardinals are probably his best bet. Um. Yeah, if he, yeah. If he does want to do a head coaching job like that. I agree. Would you go Broncos over Cardinals had, if you got to pick? No, I, I would not. That I that place seems untouched. Like I wouldn't want to touch that touch that place. Like I, I don't know. It seems to I would not want to rebuild a how old is Russ? Is he 30 yet? Oh yeah, he's he's like 34 or something, 33. Yeah, like 
I don't know. I wouldn't want to have to rebuild the team around a two hundred million dollar, thirty five year old quarterback. Yeah. Um. That. Like at least four. Yeah. So, I I would take the, like yeah, Kyler's probably a little bit of a project. Like he's not where he needs to be, and you probably got to work with him a little bit more. But I would bank on the young talent over the. Over Russ, I don't, I don't <laughs> like over what we just saw from Russ. Yeah, I no. Yeah, I agree with that one. I think that uh, the Broncos are they they have so much potential, which stinks because like I, we talk on here all the time. Like my dad's a Broncos fan, so like I constantly hear about how good they could be. They are they are nowhere near being good. Like it's, yeah, like you'd rather go to the Panthers over the. Broncos. Yeah, and I think the expectations are lower too. Like you go to Arizona, Flores has a relationship there. He's allowed to actually build something. Whereas in, I think if you go to Denver, you're looked at it like if we don't win the Super Bowl in the next two years, our window has closed with Russ and now we're screwed. And you're just like, well, what do you want me to do? Like you gave me a bad old quarterback that's worth a billion dollars and nothing else to, to, to live up to. Plus they don't have a first round pick or they do have a first round pick. They got one for Chubb but it's like pick 20 or something. Like it's not a good, yeah, it's not as high as it should be. No, like Seattle's picking third or fourth or whatever. That's where they should be. Whereas in, I don't know what the draft order is, but there's no way Arizona yeah. is picking under or higher than 10. Like, yeah, they're third. They have the third pick in the draft. That's easy. It's the right. easiest decision you can make. Yeah, yeah. Go to Arizona, go to Arizona, get somebody, you know, somebody good. You can go get Will Anderson. That replaces J.J. Watt. Now you're feeling fine. Yeah, right. Agreed. Good for Brian Flores. Bad for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, who did. Did you see the uh, awards came out this year or today and they named the assistant coaches of the year or whatever? Flores was not on there. And I understand that there are some big names and some teams had some crazy turnarounds this season. I think it's very underrated how much Flores actually helped the Steelers. Like I was going through bit by bit today for my to go about how, just how much the Steelers have improved in the course of a year. Last year, they had the worst dead worst rushing defense in the NFL. They had the ninth best rushing defense in the NFL this season. And like, I get it. Larry Ogunjobi's good. It was Brian Flores. Like, that good, you know, like it, yeah. I like Larry Ogunjobi, but he was not, he doesn't single-handedly turn around a defense like that. No, no, it's Brian Flores. Like, that was, it was Brian Flores. And, you know, that's huge. I think you deserve credit. I don't know if he wins that, but I just think that, like, I don't know, if you're going to toss some OCs and defensive coordinators out there, like, you know, give the man his props and say, hey, this guy literally took the worst rushing defense in football, added one player to it, too, I guess, if you want to add Miles Jack in there. And well, was like, like, again, like, what you thought yeah. you think miles jack is turning that around too like no, no it was it was a there was a lot of stuff going on yeah it was brian flores and i just think that you know maybe not winning it but in the final four candidates was surprised not to see his name in there um the other the other award before we get into cam sutton here is defensive player of the year minka was not mentioned as a finalist i didn't really expect him to be mentioned as a finalist but you lead the league in interceptions you named all pro and pretty much everything a pro bowler. Were you a little surprised not to see him as a finalist? I think it was, it was Chris Jones, uh, Nick Bosa and who's the other one? Micah, Micah Parsons. Um, no, I mean, I, I Mink had a great season. 
I think yeah. he got his flowers as an all pro and all that. It's hard to argue against those three. Um, maybe Minka was like the fourth or the fifth guy, uh, like that you would include up there. I don't know, but like, wouldn't was was Minka even the best? Like, was he even the best candidate on his own team? Like, I guess who, TJ who missed a lot of time. Like, I guess yeah, TJ yeah. missed a lot of time, but there was a clear difference between when TJ was out there versus when he was not. Um, oh yeah, I mean, what did they go? Oh and oh and six without TJ or something? Yeah, one and six maybe. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a very true point. You can't, you don't break the TJ Watt curse. I don't think you deserve defensive player of the year. Right. And that's, you know, it's a, that's a big, that's a tall order for anyone, but you know, hey, but defensive, defensive player, player of, the, of the year. Right. That's a big award. You, yeah. Yeah. You don't just win that. You have to, right. I mean, which is anything. It just shows like that TJ probably should have made the Pro Bowl and everything that people say about him is very true. And he's the reigning defensive player of the year. But yeah. True. I think it's going to be Nick Bosa. I saw something that was just like, it's like not even close. And I was just like, I said to you before the show, like I haven't watched a single 49ers game outside of Brock Purdy and them this past, the past two weekends. Mm. I had no idea. Nick Bosa was, was even good, but you know, you take Mr. Irrelevant to the NFC championship game. That's, you know, that's a tall task that you have overcome and it's a good one. It's a good one to have. So yeah, I'll credit to Nick Bosa. All right, let's talk Cam Sutton. The pro football focus PFF named one player for each team that they cannot lose in free agency. They cannot afford to lose, as they say. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, it is Cam Sutton. What they said was Pittsburgh traded for cornerbacks Akella Witherspoon and William Jackson III in recent years, and both players finished the 2022 season with grades in the 40s. That's really weird considering neither of them played. They could uh they've continued to throw darts at the position without much success, but would be smart to bring back a known commodity in Sutton. Uh Sutton earned a career best 72.2 grade in 2022, allowing just 0.76 yards per coverage snap, which ranks 11th among cornerbacks with at least 200 coverage snaps on the season. Um, with contracts with big contracts already handed out to edge rusher TJ Watt, safety Minka Fitzpatrick, and interior defender Cameron Hayward. Pittsburgh likely isn't going to splurge more in the secondary as they look for an offensive improvement. Sutton Sutton won't break the bank yet offers familiar familiarity to Mike Tomlin's defense. Okay. So I was much more on board with this until I read that, that little snippet there because bringing up Akello Witherspoon and William Jackson is weird because Akello played well and then got hurt and then didn't play well again, but he was, he played half a half a game after that. William Jackson didn't play one game for the Steelers at all. Practice twice. Um, throwing darts at the position without much success. I mean, Levi Wallace had a pretty good year. Wasn't wasn't a bad corner whatsoever. I mean, in a career high, four interceptions. That's not bad, you know? Like Yeah. And the Steelers I felt like more often I saw him chasing after people that burned him than I saw. Yeah, I'm not saying off. he's great, but he's, you know, for a guy that shouldn't have started that got thrown into a starting yeah. role. I think he played well. Like if you bring but, you bring him back, like it's not like Levi's a question mark in 2023. Yeah. He's going to play a good chunk of snaps. But isn't that um, the isn't this the point though? Like outside of Cam, there's not there's a whole nobody. lot. There's no one that you're like, yes, we're going to be just as good a defense with them in there for Cam Sun. And I think that's the point that they're trying to make. Like there might yeah. be some depth at that position. It's not fantastic starter level depth. Um like, yeah, like Will Jackson is not 
not your answer there. I don't, I don't, I don't think like no. the fact that he only practiced twice, I think tells you all you need to know. And Levi Wallace is not, I don't think Levi Wallace is a starter. Um, I, I, I agree with it. I think you, you might be able to argue for uh, Highsmith is not a, no, not Terrell a Edmonds agent. would be the other guy. I think. Yeah. But, that's a tough one, but I'd still, yeah, right. Yeah, that's tough. I would but still, but like you could, you might be able to survive without Edmonds and just play KZ as your other, as your other safety. But I don't think you can survive with uh, Levi Wallace or William Jackson as your second corner. Yeah. I think that the thing, the argument for Cam right now is you lose Cam, you have to fill two positions because you have to find an outside corner and an inside corner. Whereas if you bring Cam back, you just got to find one or the other. Like if you bring Cam back and draft Joey Porter Jr. in the first round, you're looking at it like, all right, well, Cam could start on the outside with Levi Wallace and then bounce inside when Joey Porter's out there. Or, you know, you find somebody in the second or third round that plays uh, that slot guy. Cam just plays on the outside. There you go. But he's so versatile that you could play him anywhere. Plus, he's a dime backer. I mean, Cam is just Cam's just everything. And, and I agree. I think that Edmonds is like a a one B maybe they're like neck and neck, but I do like, I think that you could go find a safety for cheap to replace Terrell Edmonds. If you want to, because that's just how the, the safety market works. I mean, Tyron Matthew two years ago signed for like $3 million and you could go do that. You know, you're going to have to wait till June, but if you wait till June, there's going to be somebody in the market where you go, okay, yeah, no, let's just go get him and hand him $4 million for a season. And he'll be just fine. Like, no worries about it whatsoever. Where I don't think you get that with Cam. Cornerback's such a big question mark. Even when you sign other places. Like, who's the dude who signed in L.A. this year for the Chargers? Um, He played for the Patriots. Oh, uh, mm, I'm blanking on his name. I know exactly who you're talking about. J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson. You know, struggled, then got hurt, getting paid a boatload of money. You know, like Akella Witherspoon. Struggled, got hurt. You know, he was supposed to be the guy. Cornerbacks are... It's 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 always yeah. a risk with corners. I don't think you're getting that with safety. Yeah, I yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I think Cam is uh, the easy one. Yeah, I think you'd toss names out there like who would be third? Who do you think would be third? Be and there must sign would it be? I don't know, like Larry O, Zach Gentry. Yeah, well, they have a bunch of guys who I think are Robert Spillane. I, I guess Spillane. Demonte KZ is yeah. a free agent technically. But like I don't know, like I think you could find a Demonte KZ anywhere. Yeah, Not right. Anymore. Yeah, that's cause all. Those guys seem to be on kind of the same tier to me. Yeah, and again, and and at that point, it's just about like positional need. And I'd probably feel like Spillane of that group. Like yeah, seems like, like the most maybe. important. Maybe that was the third thing that stood out about this little splurge is that uh, they'll be looking for offensive improvement. I'd put all my money on the fact that the Steelers go super defense heavy in the offseason like yeah. super what do they need on offense they need a left tackle and a third wide receiver yeah that's that's it on defense you need literally everything you've you've right. lost uh, your entire defense you have four starters returning right like, so okay yeah yeah i, I would know. i would be really shocked if they draft offense before uh they'll probably take one like yeah I they might take a receiver, wide receiver like with yeah. that second second round pick, but yeah, I could see them going. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they went receiver in the first round, but in those I first would, three I picks, would. just knowing I, who they are, like they got some weird obsession with wide receivers. It's very strange. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's got to be the right one. I think it's got to be Jordan. Like if it's Jordan Addison, maybe depending on who else is there. Like if it's yeah. Joey, Joey Porter Jr. versus Jordan Addison, you got a decision to make because both of those guys have connections straight to Pittsburgh. They're both very talented. You know what I mean? That's like, that's, that is the cream of the crop for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you have a tie to the Steelers organization somehow mm-hmm. or another, and doesn't you're good. How, yeah. Doesn't matter how distant it is. It's no. Yeah. Yeah. Does not. Yeah. Joey Porter Jr. I mean, th- I'm almost positive. Joey Porter, his dad was in the facility for, I don't know, weeks during the season. And the only reason I could come up with is because he's just showing face just so that he knows. He's just getting familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if it happens, if he's there, they're going to think about it because they're like, well, Joey's, a, you know, Joey's a good guy. He hangs out here all the time. He'll be a good mentor. You know what I'm saying? And Jordan, like, that's easy. You know, they're, they'd be, Art Rooney would be licking his chops back there, just like, get him over here, the next Jamar Chase, bring him in, bring, no questions asked, because he gets the final call. And I mm-hmm. think those two, like, in the tiers of Pittsburgh Steelers draft talk right now, it's like Joey Porter Jr., Jordan Addison, the next yeah. guy, whoever yeah. whoever the next guy is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, if it's not Jordan Addison, I agree. It will be heavy defense, heavy defense. All right, last thing I want to talk about here is uh, former Buffalo Bills GM, Steelers executive, Doug Whaley. The guy just, I don't know, it's like he it's like he does it on purpose. So, like, he just, there's no filter. Like, nobody's at home telling him to just stop talking sometimes because he's just spewing from the mouth. Um, he went on a little bit of a rant on 93.7 The Fan, about how the Steelers are, quote-unquote, or the Steelers, quote-unquote, have a lot of work to be done before they could compete with teams in the NFC. What they said is, what he had to say was, Joe Burrow had three of his offensive linemen out, three of his starting offensive linemen. If you look, if you took three of the starting offensive linemen off the Pittsburgh Steelers, would they be able to go into Buffalo in that hostile environment with everything surrounding that Buffalo team and be able to blanket them like the Cincinnati Bengals? That's all you have to say right there. That's how far that gap at quarterback is going to be as well. I'm not saying that Kenny can't strive and get better and get to that level. I'm just saying you take a snapshot of that picture right now. That's where you are. So I think there's a lot of work to be done. I want to break this into parts. The first part about the offensive lineman. He goes, if you took three of the starting offensive linemen off the Pittsburgh Steelers, would they be able to go into Buffalo in that hostile environment with everything surrounding that Buffalo team and be able to blanket them like the Cincinnati Bengals? I don't know if he's talking offensively or defensively, but yes, would the Steelers be able to hold a a poorly playing Buffalo team to 10 points? Yes, they would. And that would not be on Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what he was trying at what point he was trying to make here. No. Um, but like, yeah, that that Buffalo Buffalo did not play well in that game. Like that, no, I, I don't think that can be ignored either. Um, that was not the same Buffalo team that the Steelers played in week whatever it was, uh, week four, four five, four. Yeah, because yeah. it, was, it was Kenny's first start. Um, yeah, it, it it was not the same team. Um, they were sliding around they were tripping they were like the Bengals were bouncing off of tackles that the bills just were not like it seemed like the snow affected buffalo a lot more than it affected cincy um yeah but yeah like 
I don't know. The like you said, the offensive line does not affect what uh what the defense does and the defense I think would have it would have been able to stand up to Buffalo especially in that conditions with them playing that poorly. Um and I don't know like why why are we exchanging these type of like I I just didn't understand is there anyone who thinks that the Steelers are as good as the Bengals right now? No, apparently, like I don't know, he like where is he? Like he, inventing a guy to get mad at? Like this is this is a quintessential <laughs> example of it. Like who is who's his counter argument here? Who is he arguing against? I don't. No, I mean I'm sure that somebody on the fan said something like at some point about like oh the Steelers are right there because you know they do that sometimes. They do that a lot of times. Right. But still, like even in that argument, it, he. It's like he like had a grudge against Kenny Pickett, like directed the whole thing towards how Kenny is not Joe Burrow. And you're like, yeah, I understand. But like Brock Purdy is not Dak Prescott and they still won that game. Like it's not about it's there was nothing to do with the quarterbacks. Joe Burrow played very well, definitely. But just like you said, the Bills were down to both of their backup cornerbacks, their third string safety and their second string safety. And they played absolutely terrible. Like. I don't yeah. know. That wasn't on Joe Burrow. Like, right. And he's, he said at one point, he was like, well, Joe, Joe Burrow's only in his 42nd start as a, as a starting quarterback. I'm like, that's a lot of games. Like, yeah. Kenny Pickett is in his, he made what? Like, eight 11? starts, nine starts. Yeah. 11 yeah. starts. Like, yeah. Like, and came in and, and his first start was against the best team in football in the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And, and he also <laughs> said, he also said, uh, Oh, and Joe Burrow's coming off an ACL injury. Like, that was two years ago, man. Two years ago, like, an ACL we, injury. What do you mean? Yeah, like, yeah. what? No. Like, Kenny Pickett's coming off no reps in the summer, getting thrown in the middle of a Jets game, and then having to adapt on the fly. So, you want to talk about obstacles. And on top of that, like, Joe Burrow's ACL was two years ago. Think about how different the Cincinnati Bengals were two years ago. There's no Jamar Chase. T. Higgins and Joe Burrow played seven games together. That entire offensive line is different. Joe Mixon was dealing with injuries. The entire defense was the, the entire secondary wasn't there. Mike Hilton was still in Pittsburgh. I mean, there's... and you're just you're trying to make a comparison between a team that is in year one of their re- that just completed year one of their rebuild versus a team that has already completed their rebuild. Like what yep. what point yeah. are you trying to make with this? This is yeah. I, I think that's the, the like it would be an OK argument to make and you would sound fine if you didn't finish it off with there's a long way to go or whatever he says, because at that point, you're just like, well, how do you, how do you know that? You know, like if you're going to talk about, well, two years, right. Joe Burrow's just removed from his ACL sur- surgery. He's only 42 games deep. Well, what if by the end of next season, Kenny Pickett is like this next Joe Burrow? We have no idea. Like, I'm not going to say that all the signs are there, but nobody watched Joe Burrow get tear his ACL, go two and seven, and go, this guy's, this guy is it. Like he's right. definitely going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. No. Yeah, before before last year, did anyone think that the G- Chiefs were or the Bengals? You know, before they actually made that run to the Super Bowl, did anyone think that they were anything super special? No, people didn't think they were super special in the Super Bowl. Like, right. you heard all week about how ah uh, the you know the Bengals are all right, you know kind of lucked their way in here. It's like no, they're good. But that's just what the NFL is like. It's 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 right. a constant cycle of you can't judge a rookie quarterback. You just can't do it. That's just it's rule one of football is not to judge a rookie quarterback on what the next five years of their career looks like because we have no idea what's going to happen. And he just 
yeah it's just a well yeah and to, and to like treat treat saying like a first year quarterback is not the same as a third year quarterback like to treat that like any kind of brilliant take from like some especially like this is a former executive this is someone who's supposed to like really know their stuff and all that and i don't know like who who did he think he was impressing with this like what kind of knowledge did he think he was sharing that no one else no one else knew this just felt like pointing pointing the obvious out for the purpose of like you said kind of pointing down a team that kind of knows where they are already dude he it, it and it kind of feels like he is he just does this like that's it's you weren't around when the GM search was going on, but this guy was a candidate and he was like, a, he was like a late candidate. Like people mm-hmm. felt like, Oh, Doug Whaley could be the guy. He's from Pittsburgh. He worked in the Steelers front office. People were very excited about it. And then like a week after his interview or something like two days after his interview, I don't remember what it was. He went on this whole tangent on the fan again, in the same setting where he talked about Jack Ham, who was one of the, greatest Pittsburgh Steelers linebackers of all time, a generational talent, like a guy that Art Rooney has said time and time again could play in any era in football and be a superstar. And he went on this whole tangent about how that take is wrong and how Jack Ham at best is a special teamer in today's football. Like a whole, like the three days after his interview, like he was just like, I'm feeling real confident about the job, but Jack Ham, one of the most idolized figures in Pittsburgh sucks. Like average. Yeah at best and then didn't get the job like well it's just like why like why like who asked you to make this like no one asked for this at all no and he and he was he was arguing like somebody was talking about how jack ham could play in any in any era like i don't know i don't remember exactly how it got brought up but that's what the conversation was and he was just like no 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 and got like real defensive Mm -hmm. and like you know like you don't have a wife at home or somebody to just be like hey buddy shut up like just stop talking well yeah for your own good like why would you like even if you did feel that way even if you were super convinced by by that argument why would you why would you like insult the franchise that you're trying to you don't yeah you do just you just don't if you were interviewing for a job you do nothing but praise that and if it would be one thing if he was going to try to get a job at costco you know and he was like he said some dumb things about Costco. This is a general man. There are 32 of these in the entire world. It takes everything and anything to get into one, let alone be interviewed for one. You get a second ch- chance at one and boom, boom. But that's just, you know, like he's the guy that um, the bill, like he was right before the Josh Allen era in the bills, like right before the Brandon Bean, who's, you know, turned into one of the best GMs ever. You know, it's he's just he doesn't have a good track record, but it's just every time, every time I see his name, I'm just like, this guy is it's going to be bad. Every I turn it on. Anytime I see his name, like like mentioned on Twitter or somebody and be like Doug Whaley at three thirty. I'm like, well, three thirty. Got to make sure I'm watching the <laughs> fan because you just know something. Something's going to happen. happen. Dude, it's just it just doesn't make sense. Like it just how did you get that far and not realize when to just keep your takes very mild you know just mild you put kevin colbert on the fan right now you put omar khan on the fan right now it is the most boring interview of all time right because that's 
that's what like that's what your team wants. You don't want to yes. create any like call attention to yourself or anything like that. Nope. Your job is to stay cool, calm, collected, and out of the spotlight. And he okay. he doesn't do that very well. So shout out Doug Whaley. You know, giving us something to talk about in the, in the off season. Always coming up with some hot takes. And you know what? Credit where credits due. You are right. Joe Burrow yeah. and Kenny Pickett are not the same. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. Go pay yourself. Not as good as the Bengals right now. So shout out you. Shout out you. All right. On that note, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers Talk, and find us anywhere you get your podcast. Check all of mine and Steven's workout at allsteelers.com. I will be back on Friday with Derek. Peace. (laughs) 